Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight, we bring you Season 2, Episode 2, Crossroads. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brian. And we're the Dawson Dudes. I fucking love this shit. I fucking love this season of the show. I'm so stoked to like be into these episodes. This is definitely the most excited I've heard you at the front of an episode. That's this bodes well. Yeah, I fucking love this episode, and I'm only even I'm only like a little bit drunk right now. So <laughs> your effusiveness is ninety percent sober and genuine. Yeah, I mean, and you guys have seen me drunk before, and I'm not always happy. That's true. And I feel like full disclosure, actually, out here now that all of my objectivity is just kind of out the window now because I'm operating on 100% feels at least for the next two seasons so this is this is all coming from john's gut yeah and my heart (laughs) (laughs) the analytical stiff arm of season one john is gone replaced by open-hearted season two john yeah love it love it first off we just want to say thanks a ton to these folks for leaving reviews and five star ratings it's super helpful for us and it's just super awesome to hear that you guys dig the show so i'd like to thank the following folks i'm going by your itunes name uh cc races rc standridge d jones 16 there's an underscore but i assume it's silent uh, Launchpad1412 and Court LS. Thank you all so much. Super cool. And if you want to hear your name on our podcast, <laughs> just go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, leave us a review, and you too could have your name be spoken by Chris. Also, Launchpad1412, if your name is a uh, DuckTales reference, I would like to leave you a five-star review right now, sir. All right, so uh, cold open here. As we pan in on the scene of the dock and we're in Dawson's room, come up on his TV as he's watching an infomercial. or A Ronco pasta maker and sausage yeah. maker. Yeah, I wouldn't say anybody's watching this infomercial. We have pointed out in previous episodes where some cold opens have a little bit of fuck energy. This cold open is fuck energy. That's more like uh, dry humping energy. Yeah, gene fucking energy. You know what, man? Good for them. Yeah, after the whole, you know, first kiss slash second kiss stuff of the first episode, it's nice that all those speed bumps are out the window and Joey and Dawson can get to the great part about being 16 and in a relationship. Dry humping in front of a television. The scene was actually cut early. There's a more to it where um, Dawson asked Mitch to smell his finger. <laughs> <laughs> It is past standards. You know, I got to say, as somebody, as, you know, Chris said, that, uh, you know, now that uh, our two, uh, you know, heroes here get to get to the fun part of being 16 in a relationship. uh, For uh, those of you like me out there who were 16 and 30 miles away from a relationship, uh, this was inspiration for those of us out here to, uh, hey, this shit can really happen. Awesome. My inspiration, John beats jacket off to to Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Maybe I'll get a girl one day. It'll be great. I mean, it didn't happen in high school, but, you know, here I am, 33 years old. I made it. (laughs) To this day, every time I uh, see or hear about the documentary, The Buena Vista Social Club, all I can think about is, like, being 16 and in a similar situation to this cold open. Yeah, that's how you used to call it, the Boner Vista Social Club. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, But did did your uh, Buena Vista Social Club have uh, uninvited guests coming in halfway through, such as Mitch and Gail did in this one? No. Although I was going to ask you guys, like, did either of you ever get walked in on in similar situation? Yes. Yeah, me too. 
sucks. <laughs> Do tell. My st- stepdad knocked on my bedroom door to ask me something, and I said, yeah, and he took that to mean, hey, open this door, and saw two 17-year-olds with no clothes on. What happened to your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> We gave them away to needy children, uh, and we're hugging each other to keep warm, like Sherpas and people climbing Everest do. That's not how Sherpas work, Chris. Yeah, Sherpas don't hug each other to keep warm. (laughs) Isn't that what you're supposed to do? You're like, uh, if you're starting to freeze, you're uh, supposed to, like, take off all your clothes and uh, hold each other. Listen, I know that's what your den father told you at at Cub Scouts, but uh, that didn't happen. So I quit the Cub Scouts. But let's get back to Dawson's Creek. Right. So anyway, cold open, some make-em-outs, and... uh, Mitch, as usual, showing off them guns. Oh, Mitch is showing off this whole episode. Hit in the gym. I feel like the dude who played Mitch was like, you know what? I feel like uh, I wasn't able to show off my physique as much in season one. I want to change that. I do like uh, Dawson's one line, though. You know, you remember Joey, right? That's good. That's good. All right. So uh, out of the credits, uh, we're uh, in Pacey's driving test, apparently, which is at the school administered by a cop. That, I think, is a thing that happens. Back in the day, I think you would be able to take your written test in school. Yeah, if you had like a driver's ed class. Yeah. But the day of your license test is the road test, right? And you take the written test when you get your permit. Maybe he did both on the same day. <laughs> they didn't let him crash cars because he failed the written test? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But this is where we find out that it is Pacey's 16th birthday. And he has and, also uh, failed his driving his driving test. Which he studied for. He's a fucking idiot. Mitch is uh, kind of trying to have the talk with Dawson. I like this shot from the back of the refrigerator. Yeah, it's nice. Mitch is just Mitch is just rocking the bathrobe to show off his pecs that he didn't get to show off in the last scene. Yeah, had to wear that wife beater. Mitch is spewing uh, statistics at Dawson about, uh, hey, if teens don't use contraception, you're going to fucking knock that. You're going to knock her up, man. During uh, this scene and then the one immediately after where Gail is being like substitute mom for uh, Joey for a second, uh, it struck me this is the first time in many, many episodes where we see either Mitch or Gail attempt to parent. Yeah, they suck at it. That's probably why they don't do it. <laughs> yeah, they're like been kind of like uh, doing their own thing uh, for several episodes. And this one's like, oh, shit, we have a 16 year old. Uh, No hat, no love, Dawson. No hat, no glove. I think about that fucking line all the time still, like from its original airing. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Mitch deserves that after all the incom- uncomfortable things that he's done and f- said and done in front of Which kind of doesn't make any sense because if they're so like open with their sexuality, they should be like really good at this. This is like their moment to shine. Right. But their angle isn't so much about the sexuality of it. That doesn't appear to bother him. It's literally like just don't get her fucking pregnant. Yeah, they're not mad and they're like they're 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 pretty chill about it. It doesn't seem like Mitch knows anything about sex. Right. Well, I don't know. Dawson does say, "Well, you're one to talk." That's true because Mitch was like so good at as creepy as it was, like explaining to Dawson like how to kiss a lady that you would figure that he would be better that he would be better at uh like be more Mitch like in um talking about this stuff with Dawson. I don't know, man. This is a smoother conversation than the one I had to have. So I got to have, so I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. My my dad took me to church. So we noticed that for the first time ever, Joey doesn't come in through the window. Is it because they got caught? It probably is because they got caught. And it's like, you know, let's just go through the door like a normal person. Right. But Mitch does say here, too. It's like, hey, she's not sleeping over anymore, man. So did they like did not know before uh, of this happened? Of course happened? they didn't like, know. They're the worst parents ever. They let a 20 something year old stranger stay with Dawson. Yeah. Hi, I'm Billy. 
Cool. As Dawson's walking off and Gale is uh, waxing about, uh, you know, oh, he, we just like yesterday, we just brought him home. Here we are, clueless as ever. And then the scene turns dark as they remind the audience that all is not well in Mission Gale Land. Right across the way, uh, next door, we have uh, Graham's throwing up the shade and celebrating a new day by waking her derelict da- uh, granddaughter up out of bed. Jen is... Uh depressed to say the least yeah doing the whole i don't want to go to school i just want to stay in bed i get that listen to filter <laughs> grabs is having none of it though she's singing some jesus song yeah what's with religious people and liking the morning so much because <laughs> that's when you get to go to church when you wake up my, my dad's church had like three services it was like it was like 7 45 9 30 11 15 how do you not just go to the 11 15 one football oh yeah we always went to church at 11 Football starts later on the East Coast. Yeah, Grams is pretty much a cheerier version of Grams in this episode. Dead husband, what? <laughs> I'm free, motherfucker. So next, we're at the school. Pacey and Dawson are uh, walking to class, and Pacey just throws that fucking bike on his rack. And Dawson, uh, Dawson is just all he wants to talk about is uh, his parents walking in on uh, him and Joey. And how this is like the best story he's ever got to tell. I don't understand why he's so worked up about that story. Like. There's not a lot of components to it. You know, he wants to, like, tell Pacey, hey, I'm a sexual being, too. Oh, yeah. I've I've been to second base. Yeah, like, you're not the only one now. Pacey is just like, all right, man, I just told you I uh, failed my test. And he's like, yeah, 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 we'll talk about that later. And Pacey gets, you know, pretty upset because he's pretty much telling him, hey, today's my birthday. Yeah. I failed my driver's test today, and uh, Dawson's not catching on. And Dawson's Dawson's doing his Dawson thing. Uh, to be fair, though, like, yeah, he's just, you know, uh, he just first time getting to touch titties. I'm not worried about somebody's birthday. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the so weird thing about this scene is that, yeah, Pacey's, like, trying to hint at that it's his birthday, like, <clears throat> like, uh, like, Pacey's not usually, like, weirdly, like, that subtle. Like, if you just say it's your birthday. Like he said, he's like Doss is the one person he thought would remember. Right. Yeah. When you when you cut Pacey, he bleeds. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the next scene. Jen is by the river, and I thought she was drinking a beer here. Yeah, me too. I thought she was drinking coffee until we saw that sweet uh, Diet Coke product. No, I thought she was drinking a beer. I was like, damn, <laughs> the things got rough. <laughs> It's like, I'm fucking sad. <laughs> There's fucking morning beers by the creek. I don't really understand what's happening. Is this after school now? Was that them walking away from school before? Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. This is Dawson's Creek doesn't give a fuck about timeline. Yeah. Yeah, because the next scene, Jen's like back at school or she's. Yeah. So like how maybe their second period is uh, like Doc sitting. Maybe this river is really close to the school or something. But yeah, it's really weird. And there's a very like lax policy of like attendance or whatever. Like and dude, in our high school, we used to I had a friend who lived down the street. We used to leave all the time. You didn't have a closed campus? No. Uh, we had a closed campus. We we still left a bunch. Yeah, because we abused our power as student government. Oh, that's right. As weird as the, uh, the abrupt change of venue is, uh, I like this scene. Pacey and Jen haven't gotten a lot of, like, solo moments together. Mm. And, I can't, uh, can't stand Jen. <laughs> <laughs> this is all downhill. This Abby right. Morgan bullshit right here. I still, kind, no I, like, I still kind of like her up to about halfway through this episode, but I like uh, I don't know. I like the um, I just like seeing uh, characters that don't get a lot of time together that get the chance to re- just sort of reestablish in my mind. They're like, oh, yeah, they're friends, too. I don't know, man. I'm digging all this shit. I like I like the. Uh, I can't slow motion. I cannot I, stand I Jen's hair. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fuck is going on. Um, Do you is it a worse 
hair crime than Felicity season two. Oh, well, no, that's the that's the worst crime of all time of all hair time. Before that, there's like a little interlude. And uh, they're like two people rollerblading. It's fucking 90s as fuck. Dude, when's the last time you saw somebody rollerblade? Uh, a few months ago. Yesterday? Really? See people fucking rollerblading all the time. Man. It's, it's, there's, there's a bit of, of a rollerblading resurgence. Pacey kind of reveals to Jen that he has the, uh, what he puts it, the case of the Molly Ringwalds to allude to it, that it's his birthday and Dawson forgot. And Jen puts it all together because she's hip. But she gives him a little pep talk about stuff, and he says, uh, he's like, I'm going to get my own storyline, which I thought was pretty cool, considering we've lamented for the last season about how Pacey doesn't get to do anything. Yeah, right. There's a lot of meta shit going on in this episode, too. Yeah, definitely. Lots. A lot of Pacey going on this episode, too. Sad Pacey. Yeah. Bum- bummed out Pacey. Yeah. Jilted but, uh, Pacey. It's not a good day for Pacey. He's not jilted. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Okay. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying I to think. I, I thought I thought it paused, but we were just like, no, no reply to John's comment. <laughs> well, he said, he's not jilted. I was just like, fuck you. Do I do I not remember what the term jilted means? So in the next scene of uh, Inexplicable Continuity, uh, Jen is in P.E. cleaning up towels because towels are a thing. Nobody cleans up on P.E. There's nothing to clean up. And nobody gets towels. Yeah. People get free towels. Well, it's not like they're at the gym, like doing weight lifting. When I was in in middle school in PE, we got free towels. To do what? Uh, Supposed to be to shower or whatever, but we just kind of like, you know, wiped it down. You had showers at your elementary school? He said middle Middle school. school. Oh, you had showers in middle school? Our high school. Yeah, our high school did too. Well, it used to be high school. Our high school had showers, but nobody showered. Yeah, no one showered. Because nobody wanted to show their dick. Or middle school. Yeah, everyone just yeah. wandered around stinking. Yeah, better than showing your dick. <laughs> that is like a weird phenomenon. Like, if movies have taught me anything, like previous to us going to like high school, like showering uh, seemed to be pretty much routine. But people love liter- showing their dick to each other. Yeah, Abby Morgan back in the mix bum, again. Bum, bum. The return of Abby Morgan. Whatever, man. I'm stoked on it. I- I'm. Uh... I'm coming over to Brian's way of thinking from last season with uh, Abby Morgan as an agent of chaos. That was my that was my thing. Oh, well, that was your thing. Good. Uh, I like you, too. This is my least favorite storyline of Dawson's Creek is Abby Morgan. Uh, yeah, really? Jen. Yeah, because what happens to Abby Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the mystery. <laughs> is it, it's, it's not worse than Pacey Tamara. Uh, I just feel like Jen was... I don't like this arc that Jen goes through in season two. It just, it's like 10 steps backwards for Jen. Like Jen's dealt with like so much more than this. And just like, I feel like they like this breaks her like losing Dawson breaks her for this whole season. Yeah. She falls into with a bad crowd. Three's a crowd. Uh, Two people is not a crowd. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't like the arc that, that uh, Jen goes through this episode and not just this whole season. Uh, well, I like it again, operating from a place of nostalgia, but uh, this, but you know, Abby's being real, real shitty because Abby's real shitty until Jen uh, you know, shows her up, has her fall, has her, has her fall under, under her guys. Yeah, and she's like, Ooh, tell me about it. And this is where Jen goes into the, 
Yeah, so I was like hanging out with like Alig, and then he ben, like killed. Right. Then he like killed uh, Angel. Angel. <laughs> and then Macaulay Culkin was in the movie. No, yeah. Uh, Abby starts by like ch- uh, like checking uh, Jen's party girl bona fides, like throwing out a couple club names, and she's like, "Yeah, that's all my shit." Fuck men at this club. Fuck men at that club. She said dated. In New York, dating means fuck. In Cape Side, it means holding hands. Right. And um, dry humping in front of uh, Rompo Peel. Yeah. A- Abby sees it like Jen is in a vulnerable, want a party kind of place. And she's like, all right, let's do this shit. This is um, not a good meeting. Yeah, I don't think Abby's intentions are even that like uh, villainous, personally. It's just like she, Abby's like, I want to be uh, I want to fucking be a party monster, too. Oh, shit. You seem cool. I'm kind of a burnout here. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, her intentions aren't villainous. It's just like like Abby Morgan has done up to this point. It's just like whatever occur, whatever occurs to her at the time. Yeah, I mean, she's like a small time. Uh, she's a she's a, pr- a small time. Fuck up. She wants to go to the big city and get, like, you know, abused by nightlife people in a big city. Yeah, she's a pretender to Jen's party girl throne. We get over to, uh, we're at Joey's house where they're discussing uh, the events from the night before. It's a uh, iconic scene. This one? Yeah, that scene where, da- where, uh, da- Joe- where Dawson pulls her back over. Oh, I know that it's uh, there to be dramatic irony, but the line, I know, I know everything there is to know about you. And how comfortable that makes Dawson uh, is kind of funny. What's that? F- I just, I just think, I just think it's interesting. Cause Dawson's like Dawson's whole thing is just like, thank Christ. I don't, I don't have to like, actually like get to know you that that's uh, the most burdensome part of being in a relationship. It is. It really is the most burdensome part of being in a relationship. Yeah. Dawson, yeah. Dawson wants to fast forward to like a uh, year yeah, four. Like- where all they have to all they have to do is just like hang out and watch TV together and like like sometimes. learning to like be with another person is the most difficult part of being in a relationship. But I also think uh, like in my experience, it's also a super interesting part of being in a relationship. Ah, not always, man. <laughs> no, yeah, not yeah, always. Yeah. And usually, I'm with Brian. It's usually <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I've been yeah. lucky. Uh, maybe you haven't been in enough relationships. <laughs> I think we see that, like, you know, Pacey and, oh, I'm sorry, Dawson and Joey have a lot of chemistry here. Sure, totally. And, uh, I think, um... And they're, they, yeah, and that's, it's cool because, like, when that, you know, that iconic scene we talked about where, like, Dawson, like, pulls her back over again, Joey does just look so happy, you know? it's it's They're both really happy. And, yeah, but I guess I'm suspicious of Dawson's happiness, I, I guess, and for the same reason that Chris just mentioned, because it's like, it's such a like uh, he's so pleased with himself because like, yeah, this is perfect and easy and we don't have to do anything. And like, I don't know, like it just seems very. Uh, I'm picking up what Chris is putting down. I'm painting what you're priming. But right. thank you. But I also uh, I also agree with Brian that they do have a lot of chemistry. And I think uh, yeah, Joey looks both happy and like almost relieved uh, her her like body language throughout like most of the first season is like you know closed off just sort of uncomfortable pretty much everywhere and she just looks more just relaxed at ease 
But uh, unfortunately, because, you know, we're eight minutes into the episode, there hasn't been enough conflict yet. Joey hears baby Alexander cry and has to leave the room. And I found a, I find a special irony into Joey's last line before she departs is uh, what you don't know about me could fill a book. And then, then he picks up a book. I would have read it, too. You leave that shit around? I'm curious. I'm a curious person. Really? Yeah, fuck your privacy. I'm a curious person. It's the 90s version of going through someone's phone. Dude, fucking journals and diaries specifically. You don't want to... People don't write down happy things. You don't fucking want to know what somebody writes down. I don't care. I want to know. I'm curious. If I see something, I gotta read it. <laughs> like, it's how it is. It's just how it is. You see a book, you pick it up, you read yeah. it. It's just like somebody put something in front of me. I'm probably going to read it. <laughs> and if you got to redefine what in front of me is a little bit, like, you'll do that too. <laughs> I, like I go to church. I pick up the Bible. I start reading it. You know, it's funny that we fucking mentioned this now because I was re-listening to, um, I think it was the baby episode on my way home from work today. And where, where Graham tries to like hide the Bible in Jen's room, hoping it'll take. And Brian does make the comments like, I don't know. Sometimes I see a thing. I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> which I uh, which I agree with for the most part. Like when yeah, when I go to church, there's always like the hymn book like in front of you. I would pick it up every time and then open it, look at it and be like, oh, yeah, shit. It's all these boring songs and then put it back. But the impulse to pick it up is ever present. Uh, I'm afraid of diaries, man. I don't come, I don't come anywhere near that oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I would I would pick it up, and then if I saw when I saw it was like a diary or something, I'd probably put it down. I would read people's diaries that I don't even know. I would only I would only read pe- people's diaries that I don't know. Yeah, same thing, yeah, bro. Man. You gotta know what people are thinking, then you could use it against them. <laughs> <laughs> which which Dawson tries to do uh, throughout this episode. Like, I mean. Why is her diary out anyways? Because it's her fucking room. No, she like picked, she was like writing, like picking it up and like, and threw it down. Right. She, that means you don't care. You don't even have a lock on it or anything. Anybody can read that. So it turns out if anybody of our listeners are wondering which one of the Dawson dudes is a fucking sociopath, <laughs> I think now you figured it out, everybody. I mean... I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say, I wouldn't disagree with that. Chris is a sociopath. Dawson sees uh, that Joey has left her diary on the bed. This is after, this is after uh, basking in the, basking in the glow of um, the comfort of Dawson and Joey's relationship. Dawson uh, says like, how awesome it is that he and Joey like already know each other so well. So like a lot of early relationship, uh, like problems aren't problems for them. Uh, so arrogant. So vain. That's hubris. It's a young, naive man earlier, but like, where do you guys stand on that? What is better that like getting to know someone period or that not having to get to know someone period and you guys were on opposite ends of that and I can't remember who was who. I wasn't like saying it's not great to get to know somebody, but like ninety percent of the people you get to know suck. So you were saying skip that period. So you were in favor. Well, of I'm saying that the there Dawson is some Joey truth and- to like oh like dating a friend, somebody who was a friend before. There is some like comfortability with that that right that you don't have to do when you meet somebody on a first like a first date and that's like your first time really meeting them right no yeah i get that 
It is, I mean, it is definitely the path of, like, least resistance. Also, you, like, have, you know, like, when you first date somebody, all the little things are kind of cute. Sure. And then, yeah, yeah. like, you know, after a while, it's like, yeah, that's not cute. That's annoying. Like, I don't <laughs> like that you, like, tap or, like, grind your teeth, you know? Right. Everything... When you first get to know someone, yeah, it's exciting because it's like like it's your first time fall. You're like falling for this person, right? But like a lot of that stuff goes away. That stuff goes away, and you're you're kind of left of like, <laughs> is this person like somebody I can like be friends with? And right. a lot of times, the answer to that question is no. Like I don't want to be friends with you. Once the like right. initial attraction and all the butterflies are gone, a lot of times you're like you're like, not a good person. I think Brian just described the whole like Dawson Joey arc of this goddamn show just now. Joey's into Dawson over uh, pure happenstance. Well, don't you think most relationships are pure happenstance? Like you date who is within like you meet right within your social group. Maybe a little different in in like 2017 because we have like Tinder, like where you can like well, meet not, people who are just well, like. Even, well, I mean, even if like you're meeting someone when you're just older, your world is just wider. But not I that mean, much wider. Do- for- I mean, it just works. Yeah, it's still like kind of people <laughs> yeah, you know, people you know, yeah, and people like- who know, like people you know through those people. But like in high school, like there's nothing like more baffling than like somebody you know who has like a boyfriend or girlfriend that goes to a different school. Oh, we knew uh, we knew one girl. But like, uh, like, like how does that even school? happen? Church was connection, that right? Uh, yeah, you meet people at like church, or you meet people at like these like fucking student things that they send you to. <laughs> 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 like you know, like you go to these the liquor. No, store. you go to like these like conferences as students sometimes, and like, how involved were you in student government at some point? Super involved. Yeah, like three years worth of involvement in student government. Started at the bottom, worked all my way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were the guy. You made yourself the guy behind the guy. Under one, above everybody else. So Absolutely. you know, Fucking... when the shit falls, they're gonna take out the big guy. <laughs> that's that's yeah, your world. That's now. my coup. <laughs> I'll I'll sell you tickets to prom. Yeah, it's like you know, you get like you get the hierarchy, but you don't have like any of the responsibility. It's like being like being that vice president's the best. Uh. Good day to you. I'm going to go Barry. give Bar- Barry Witt a hand job. When I was in, um, when I lived in Mississippi, so seventh through mm-hmm. ninth grade, they had this like student government. Yeah. And there was this kid whose name was, uh, he was my age. His name was Lewis Shue. Shuein. Like S like H U E, right? And mm-hmm. every year he ran for like student body something, student government president. And he was this like kind of weird, he was this weird kind of like quiet kid who, uh, he honestly looked like a potato. Oh, like, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Nice guy. Like did. You know, it was like very quiet, you know, just, just sort of a thing. And he always ran for student government every year. Uh, so in seventh grade, I remember him, he ran for, he ran for whatever. And it was always Lewis shoe. I'm a shoe in for whatever, yeah. you know? And that, that was a stick. And in seventh grade, in seventh grade, I mean, it was like he got like no votes for that shit. Right. Zero Aww. votes. <laughs> Zero, like, some, but not a lot. I feel like that's not how you spell shoe. That's exactly what he sounded like, too. I'm sorry. Uh, um, eighth grade, you know, comes along, runs the same campaign. Louis Shoe, sure. I'm a shoe in prison. Like, still does not come within a mile of being elected. Ninth grade comes along. So we're in high school, new school, you know, he runs for like fresh. He tried this shit at a second school? 
third time in a row. It comes along, it runs it runs the same campaign. Jesus. Blue shoe. I'm a shoe in for freshman class, whatever. <laughs> but somehow by this point, the tide has changed. All of a sudden people are like legitimately impressed by his um like stick to itiveness. Yeah. Like your tenacity. <laughs> the student body like just swells up behind Lewis Shoe. Uh-huh. To the point where I remember we had like a kind of a tech like class, like a computer or whatever, very vague. Oregon Trail class. <laughs> Pretty much. They were all Oregon Trail classes. But it was mostly just hanging out. Yeah. And I remember people were like talking about it like and getting all fired up. And like using like the whole school like copier budget and all that shit, printing up signs for this <laughs> kid that said Lewis Shoe for like for vice president, and then going around during this class and sticking him up in all the bathrooms around campus. And he won that year. Like he was like on the freshman class, like whatever student council. Thing. That's a nice story. Yeah, that's like that's like that Batman kid story, except the guy doesn't have like cancer or something. So I feel like we've uh, anybody else got anything on? Uh... Oh well, Joey comes back. And then Dawson, from uh, reading her diary and seeing that Joey does not respect him as a filmmaker, uh, he bolts and won't say why. He can't even like quietly be pissed and leave a room. It's like got to be noisy about it. He doesn't like. He doesn't want to have that confrontation right there. So it's just like I, I gotta, I gotta get out of here and process this. So next we have, <clears throat> next we have uh, Dawson and Pacey at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pacey's, Pacey's uh, flowering for his dock yeah. party, which he calls a pier party, but it's actually held on a wharf. Just all the terminology's right there. You figured that's something that Kevin Williamson would uh, make sure make sure was tight. This is the scene where Pacey goes off on Dawson, right? Yeah. yeah. Pacey's mad about the birthday thing, but that is a lifetime of being Dawson's friend and having to hear his shit. Uh, I think it's more the birthday thing, because he... Because he says, like, you know, uh, you know, my family forgetting my birthday, I can, you know, take that. But my one friend, I can't. Like, that's the one thing. Right. And he's a little tired of being the sidekick. Yeah, it's definitely like the sidekick thing, which is obviously like a meta thing. Yeah, he says that thing out loud. This is like what everybody who's like frustrated with this whole like Dawson character of the season has been. is like, Dawson, nobody fucking cares, man. Because you got to feel at least a portion of the population of the people who are watching this show were like, well, this is so goddamn nonsense. Tired of hearing Dawson whine about nothing. Nothing. Like he just talk about himself. I don't think time. so because I think you would stop watching. Really? I don't know. Yeah, you know, if you don't like the main character, you're going to stop watching the show. But yeah, this is a moment where sort of Pacey takes the reins and is just like I think he literally says he's done with being a third wheel. So it's like this is uh, this peer party is Pacey. Pacey's coming out. It's, this is Pacey's time. We cut to Andy and Joey. Yeah, she just shows up and like propositions her for a job for yeah, Jack. Andy chases Joey down because she knows she works at the ice house right she loves that place and wants to know if they are hiring because her brother jack needs a job which is strange because they're like rich yeah it's just like code for like social you know get him out of the house kind of thing andy's andy's involved on her own terms you know just because she's so like outwardly uh fluttery but you know maybe like uh, jack needs a job because jack needs to get out of the house because andy says jack needs to do that yeah, jack needs to uh, take uh, his life into his own hands yeah Fucking sister's not here to run your life. Are they twins? They're twins, right? Because they're the same grade. Uh, hmm. Maybe they're like Irish twins. It's where you're born nine months apart. Parents are uh, fuck feeds. <laughs> yeah, so Joey says, yeah, I guess we need some help. You could send Jack over. No, I've never seen him before or know anything about him or he'd be a complete total Which creep. is not true. They have class together. Later, they, they, have, they had class together. Yeah, yet. this is the semester started. Jack's at the school and in this they have class together. 
Uh, Jack doesn't exist on paper yet. I don't feel like he only, or he only exists on paper. We see him <laughs> like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard rumors about this Jack guy. I don't buy him. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Joey's just not paying attention to anybody. But it's interesting that in her kind of not paying attention, her answer isn't, no, he can't have a job. It's like, yeah, that's fine. If like you don't really want to deal with other stuff, inviting it in is not the way to do that. So then we get Joey walking home from school. Dawson catches up to her. And he's like, uh, how are things going? Moreover, tell me, let's, let me grill you about me. Yeah, how do you like my movie? I have a question apropos of nothing. And she's like, you know, I love that movie. Why are you asking me all these questions? Okay, fine. Uh, but let me let me let me quote you directly first without you thinking me. No, it's you. Yeah, don't mind me being alarmingly specific. And uh, she's like, you read my fucking diary? And he's like, yeah. And he still wants to know, like, why did you say those things? Why? And he's like, she's like, wait, 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 wait. That's not the point right now. Yeah, it's funny because like over and over again, Dawson's just like, no, yeah, I get it. I invaded your privacy. You're focusing on the wrong shit. You don't like the way I make movies. That's what's important right now. Why don't you think I'm a fucking genius? Listen, you are a broken fucking record right now. We should be focusing on what I want to focus on. I need you to think I'm amazing at all times. We're past that. Look, I acted like I'm sorry for that already. Can you yeah. just like move on and be mad at you again? And then she says I could sue you for this. <laughs> yeah, that's just pretty funny too. <laughs> I don't think you can, Joey. I feel like you could probably, uh, if you really wanted to, you could sue him. Uh, they probably have a lawyer on retainer from the unpleasantness. They, should, they, might, they might. I'm sure someone will be willing to take their money. Just add a Betsy's tab. It's not a, like against the law. <laughs> you can't sue somebody for reading your diary. You sue them in civil court. For what? Anything. Civil court. Doesn't matter. Not how it works. No, man. Civil court. Civil court's the Wild West. Uh, you have to show that uh, damages were done to you. Well, I mean, Joey seems pretty damaged. Does irritation count as damage? <laughs> it's not. It's not how it works. And come on, any jury and or judge would convict Austin in a minute. Uh, he's a young white male. No judge would convict him of anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You look at those uh, little doe eyes. Yeah. Like, look at look at that. Shag look at that shaggy hair. Look at the uh, look at those plaid shirts and those loose fitting, uh, loose fitting pants. How can I throw the book at him? Yeah, Joey is not happy and runs off. And Dotson's like, well, what about my movie? <laughs> I mean, I haven't thought about it much lately, but I didn't you know. get my answer. We get uh, Mitch. I like hang out with his fisherman friend. I love this guy. Why couldn't this guy be around? This guy's a dirtbag. <laughs> he is a dirtbag. But... <laughs> no, when the season start or uh, when the scene started, I was just like, oh, cool. Hey, look, Mitch has a fucking friend. And it turns out this is Mitch's fucking friend. Yeah, Mitch's friend is gross. <laughs> I love how Mitch gets to have a friend. We introduce a guy he's known since the fourth grade. The guy keeps. Uh, bottles of rolling rock in with his oysters which is great i love that whole uh, charming nature of him but he does take like a real hard turn yeah it's like it's like uh an advertiser's version of what it is to be working yeah. class like everybody's like dressed to the nines and uh it's like this is dawson's creek version of what working class looks like you gotta have a job to be working class mitch <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they also have, like that dog <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah, it does look like a, a beer commercial. Yeah, it's like one camera finished this scene, and as soon as they called cut, another camera popped in for the uh, Rolling Rock ad. Bitch came for some counsel, marriage counsel, because this guy knows. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. Well, he is married. Well, Mitch didn't know that before he got there. He was like, hey, I'll go see my friend whoever from way back when. Him and that, the other girl are still married. Then we cut to Gail uh, do some gardening work on the porch. Um, the Learys are uh, people of leisure. <laughs> yeah, nobody does 
shit in this family. Yeah. Gail works like three hours a day <laughs> <laughs> and then spends the rest of the day just doing whatever. It used to be fucking Bob. Yeah, now that that's over, it's like... She's got to come back and you're like, well, I can't fuck Bob anymore. What's there to do around the house? It's probably like that episode of The Simpsons where like uh, where Hank Scorpio hires Homer and like the house cleans itself so March has nothing to do other than drink. That's what's going to happen to Gail. Grams comes back to return the uh, casserole dish. This scene is shitty. Why couldn't they just give... Uh they just invented this fisherman friend for Mitch to have. Why couldn't they just invent an actual friend for Gail to have? Because then you have to do casting. Gramps is dead, so, like, you know, they killed him off, so they couldn't bring they're, him back. They're already paying for Gramps this season, too, yeah. so. Yeah, so it, you know, they established sort of last season, especially during Hurricane, that, uh, the Learys and Graham and Grams don't really talk, so this I guess could be like the scene where they're building a bridge, uh, where Grams is like building a bridge to. Well, uh, my husband's dead. I gotta be friends with you guys now. So uh, hey, thanks for the casserole. Can I advise you on something? Yeah, Gail takes this opportunity to ask, to get counsel from uh, Grams, who's been married for well, she's been married for forty eight years. She does a thing or two, apparently. But she does think that if you go to any kind of a uh, saucy uh, lingerie and or sex shop, it means you're trying to have an affair. Well, she'd be right. Well, I mean, coincidentally, <laughs> she is correct. But I don't think she knew that going in. This is a town of adulterous. Grams sees Gail coming home late, fixing herself before she walks into the door. Grams knows what's what's up. <laughs> Gail a hoe. For show. Yeah, and fucking Gail and Bob were making out everywhere, like, you know, stores. Um, they, the fucking Grams, Grams had to have seen a little something, something. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a fuck. So we're back. This, uh, dirtbag friend of, uh, Mitch is telling him, dude, can't get a divorce. She'll take half of everything you have. And she'll take Dawson away. Mitch should be like, I don't have that much. I have half an idea for a restaurant. Yeah, you, you, do you want to help me out with that? Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of shell, little tiny shell necklace. Pretty sweet necklace. And like a, a stud earring on this dude. All of it screams open marriage. He's a man of the sea. He's a man of the bed. Guy's got big advice. And uh, he tells Mitch that he believes that if monogamy were gone, there would be no divorce. Yeah, no, fu- no shit. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah, way to go, genius. <laughs> two plus two is four yourself, you fucking asshole. Yeah, it's weird. Like, on a show where they had to refer to masturbation as walk the dog... Uh, a character giving another character the advice of like, "Hey, man, you have to. Uh, you should like try open a relationship. That'll uh, that'll spice things up. Like, it's, it seems pretty like forward thinking for a uh, show in 1998. Well, because like they only care what words you say on TV. You could talk about any kind of crazy. I mean, you know what I mean. You could talk about child rape. Well, this is Dawson's Creek. There's child rape in here. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Like Law & Order SVU. There's all kinds of nasty... You know, if you consider Pacey a child. I consider her a man. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's bar mitzvah rules. <laughs> yeah. This is, watch your 13. Hashtag Chris is Pacey. Yeah, he gives him some terrible advice, and Mitch is kind of like, ah, I don't know, an open marriage? He's like, works for me and uh, my wife. And then Mitch is like, what? <laughs> You have blown my mind. Wait a minute, maybe I sh- there is something to this. Mitch gets on board pretty quickly after uh, hearing that uh, this dirtbag and his wife are uh, soul swingers. He's got a point. Cut to Pacey is still handing out flyers, and he's been doing this for like two, two three hours. It's going all 
all over the place. Blanketing Cape Side. I mean, honestly, like, take it alone. This is a pretty good advertisement for flyering for something. I mean, it turns into a pretty big party. I mean, Pacey's got a career in handing out flyers, if anything. I bet he could twirl a good sign, too. People who hold signs go on to hold video great thing. It's, it's probably one of those things where, like, he spent so much money and printed that many flyers, and so it's either, you know, toss all these, but, you know, I got, I got a whole day. Might as well uh, blanket the place. So he runs it to Andy. He places one on Andy's car, and Andy gets out and it's like, hey, what are you doing? Put on my fucking car. Leave me alone. I'm having a bad day. I don't want to talk to you. You're the last person I want to talk to. But hey, do you want to come to my party? No, I told you not to. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm actually like really interested in going to your party. He's like, you are? You're the first person who showed interest in me. 15 years. 16. Because happy birthday to me. One thing I got to say is that uh, uh, I notice any time that Andy and Pacey share the screen together, like the show is instantly better. I like their chemistry from the jump. Yeah, the show instantly gets better. They're equals in age and everything. <laughs> They're caustic. Uh, yeah, if they made Tomorrow play 15, probably would have <laughs> been different. <laughs> yeah, it would have worked. Because worked Pacey, out. you know, he has that same chemistry of a lot of people. He's a whore. Joshua Jackson's a great actor. Got a lot of chemistry with older folks. Yeah. Anytime Pacey and Andy are together. It's like the highlight of the of the episode. They're the highlights of the episode, and it's my favorite development thus far in this young season. Oh, you're gonna enjoy this season. <laughs> we have Jen and Abby in Jen's room, uh, looking at pictures of boys from New York. And boys, boys is being uh, freaking pretty generous there. Jen is basically just sharing a stack of pictures of men who have assaulted her in the past. Yeah, man, this is New York in the '90s. There are no there are no rules or laws. <laughs> And Abby has a look on her face like, holy shit, this is the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's living vicariously through Jen's past right now. I don't think she, like, blinks for the rest of this episode. Like, anytime Jen says anything about New York, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And Jen's kind of having a good time walking back, uh... Through memory lane here, yeah. Feeling cool. Hey, I was cool. <laughs> Jesus, why did I come to fucking Cape Side? This, this was the shit. Yeah, the, all that shit's fun. Yeah, guess what? Hanging out, partying, meeting like really weird, cool people. Being a teenager on drugs, that's probably fun. Like raves and all that shit, that is like totally hypnotic when you're 14. It's hypnotic when you're in your fucking 30s. Dude, if you watch that documentary, there are people partying there in their 50s and 60s who are like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Nobody was just like, yeah, this is like really special. Everybody could tell like, this is a special special moment and it's not gonna last especially if you're like 13 and you're like i know i'm not supposed to be here yeah it's like that makes it so much cooler it's like the time i was at a strip club when i was uh, 17 i was like this will never be as cool as this is right now yeah <laughs> yeah because then now you think about who they are as human beings yeah and it's like a weird experience communally it's like i don't want to hang out with all these people and look at boobs <laughs> yeah you know jen's kind of like man i used to be cool i kind of had a crazy fun life you know there's ups and downs to everything but there's ups and downs to cape side right now too and uh, yeah, like you said, Abby is just so enthralled. Abby is basically uh, functioning as like the devil on Jen's shoulders. Uh, it's like healthy Jen would be sitting there going, man, my life used to be pretty cool, but it was also super duper damaging. And it's probably good that I'm at Cape Side. And uh, now she's just like, man, my life used to be cool. It sucks now. And Abby's just like, yeah. You should do the old stuff. Well, one of the things Abby says is, I can't believe you like Dawson Leary with the life you lived. Yeah, he didn't assault me. She's like, you know, speaking of partying, we should go to Pacey's party. She calls him Forrest Gump. 
<laughs> a fucked up thing to say, man. Not cool. Oh, no, she says, since you're not hanging out with Forrest Gump and company anymore, so it's Dawson. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's not even a Spielberg movie. We should do some partying. And Jen's like, what? You want to, like, steal a pack of cigarettes and smoke them behind 7-Eleven? No, let's go to... uh. Pacey's uh, Pier Bash, or Wharf Bash, as John said. It's Doc Party. No, it's a, the flyer says Doc Party. The th- uh-huh. No, the flyer says Pier Party. Pacey calls it Doc Party, but it's located on something called, like, Something's Wharf. Yeah, but docks are on wharfs. No, they're all different forms and nouns. They're synonyms. That is not true. That is true. Like, when you go to, like, the wharf... It, yeah, when you go to the wharf, like, in San Francisco, it's a bunch of docks. I thought they were wharves, plural. No, like the the wharf is the wharf, and when you're at the wharf, there's a bunch of docks and a bunch of piers, and there's a bunch of boats on those docks and piers. A wharf is a level quasi-site area to which a ship may be more to load and unload. Synonyms. Pier, dock, berth, landing, jetty. It's all the same shit. Ah. So Pacey was using it interchangeably, which was correct. Yeah, what are you doing uh, doubting Kevin Williamson's uh, mastery of maritime synonyms? He knows what he's doing. Uh, John is a uh, maritime lawyer. (laughs) Maritime lawyer John Taff. (laughs) Do you have to take the bar exam in uh, international waters? (laughs) Under your own power. On a pedal boat? (laughs) That counts. Or sailboat. Dawson chases Joey down at her work and is bothering her. During her fucking shift. She get broken up with for this. I'm surprised Bessie doesn't come out and be like, hey, Dawson, trying to run a business here. She's fucking busy running the fucking business. She's in the back. She doesn't have time to uh, break up this nonsense. Yeah, until it starts affecting, like, uh, the flow of the ice house while uh, Joey's trying to, like, you know, get the Diet Coke refills for people. But uh, her fucking dumb boyfriend's going to be following her out onto the floor. Although, to be fair, that does seem to be the general situation of the ice house. On, on its best days. Also, I think a teenager would totally do this. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, like our friends would show up to work and you just, ah, I'm not working anymore. <laughs> we stop working now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stand here and talk to you for like the next 30 minutes. So it's totally believable this would happen. And uh, for some reason, Joey is still mad that Dawson read her diary. Yeah. Come on. We're over it. It's like, we, we addressed this already. My favorite line in this episode so far. It's like really shitty, but it's like. When Joey does confront Dawson, you read my fucking diary. And Dawson's response is, I already apologized to you for that. Oh, we didn't want. <laughs> yeah, we did this already. I get to yell at you now, right? For not, for thinking of, you didn't feel a certain way. I don't like that. I'm, I'm sorry I, you know, abused your trust and everything, but you didn't like my movie. Which is the important thing. <laughs> and so we, uh, Jack shows up and Joey's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm Jack. And he's, she's like, yeah. What's that supposed to mean to me? <laughs> he's like, I'm Andy's brother. Who the fuck is Andy? <laughs> she talks a lot. She told me to come. She said, you had a job for me. And then she's like, oh, Andy. <laughs> Andy. I, I got you now. <laughs> Have you ever washed dishes before? Jack says no, but I'm willing to learn. Joey's like, interview's over. Dishes are over there. It'd be great if he wasn't willing to learn. <laughs> they keep arguing she's like you violated me you betray- betrayed me Dawson's like yeah yeah I did all that <laughs> again we're like I'm saying yes you're right like how many times do you have to agree but what's the big deal <laughs> it's like I don't know what other words I'm supposed to say <laughs> I'm not arguing that I didn't do that Joey Jack's like hey this uh sister of yours won't let me back here because I'm really just a stranger. I don't know what the fuck. Like, poor Jack. He was just like... Just some dude. I didn't want to have this job in the first place. Andy made me get this job. (laughs) And uh, 
Nobody knows what the fuck's going on here, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I've never even washed dishes. Why would I work at a uh, restaurant? Hey, whose fucking idea was this? And uh, Dawson says he thinks he doesn't know Joey at all, and then Joey's like, maybe you never did, fucking ass. She bumps him when she walks away. <laughs> yeah, he gives him the fucking strong shoulder. It's awesome. Yeah. Like a fucking prison move. It's the right move, because you can see that Dawson's trying to, like, gird his loins up and kind of str- like puffs his chest out for me. He's like... Well, here comes this thing, and I'm going to say it's going to hurt you, bitch. You know, yeah. and then yeah, does she re- does she really bump into him? I didn't notice that. She like check like shoulder checks him on the way past. I think so. Yeah, she does. He moves his shoulder back a little bit. <laughs> like she, it's not like a hard check. It's like it kind of looks like he, she's walking, and he moves his shoulder to let her walk. Nah, but 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 it looks more like she like checked him one side, motherfucker. And uh, Dawson wants to cry here. Clearly, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Nobody cries at the ice house. We fade to uh, a wharf, a dock, or a pier. Or a jetty. <laughs> Whatever nomenclature is uh, colloquial. Pacey's putting up some uh, Edison light bulbs to uh, Everybody you know, loves Edison make a nice bulbs. pretty party. Andy shows up with chopsticks in her hair <laughs> and uh, a bikini. It looks like it's 65 degrees out and overcast. It does not look like party time. Yeah, it looks really cold. Well, it's supposed to be like November. Might have not been the best time to uh, have a dock party. Well, this is when fucking Pacey's birthday is. When is he supposed to have the dock party? There's just like all these weird people just hanging out. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you flyer an entire town. These This is who's available. Andy tells him that she's kind of nervous about this whole party thing because she doesn't, you know, she's shy. She just doesn't do well with meeting new people. Yeah, Pacey does the same thing I was thinking, which is like, Yes, you do. You Since you've been here, you've been doing nothing but talking to new people and making friends and making it seem like super duper natural. Well, yeah, but you know, that doesn't mean you're not shy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. People would be like, ooh, Chris is, like has like anxiety meeting new people. That's weird because he's so fucking loud and talks so much. <laughs> Got that stage voice. That's yeah how you cope. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Just because you seemingly seem like an outgoing person doesn't mean you're necessarily an outgoing person or are not nervous about meeting new people and new, right. like being in new situations. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. We've learned that you don't really know yourself very well and this show is uh, <laughs> helping you, Chris. Huh. Turn is an unexpected benefit. Yeah, because instead of being 15, you're like 34. Five. Five. Yeah, well, I uh, can't say that it's not a little embarrassing <laughs> hey, to identify so much with a 15-year-old. Better late than never. And that kind of is probably what a lot of people liked, uh, you know, watching growing uh, this kind of show. You kind of, like, learn a little bit something about yourself, you know? Shit, man, I should have been watching this show when I was uh, 15 <laughs> rather than when I was 34. I should have yeah, that shit maybe quicker. you should have. <laughs> Instead, I was watching fucking Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, you're always wearing those Indian garbs. Yeah, trying to cosplay from fire down below. Did you know that Steven Seagal's a fucking Russian citizen now? A citizen of Russia? Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, like, he was, like, a huge fan of Vladimir Putin and, like, kept, uh, he would, like, go to Russia a lot and big up how they were doing things in Russia. And then, like, Vladimir Putin granted him citizenship a couple years ago. Do you have to denounce your American citizenship? Yeah. Wow. So he's, like, just permanently in Russia. Yeah, he he lives there and everything. That makes sense. He's a douche. Um, You know, they do their uh, Pacey-Andy banter. 
make fun of each other a little bit. You know, a little bit of flirting. Yeah, doing that Sam and Diane thing. Yeah, Pacey's not quite on board yet. He's just like, this, this girl's kind of this girl's kind of annoying me. This girl's fucking getting on my nerves, and I'm already got, like, birthday problems. And the party starts, and, like, every party I keep side, there's just, like, a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds hanging out. And then also kids. Everybody seems so much older. And everyone's so, like, weirdly, randomly dispersed. It was, like, like 20 minutes before they just, like, started placing people, and it's like, you will hang out with you, you will hang out with you. It's like, nothing looks natural at all. Yeah. Yeah, they probably, that probably was just like, hey, anybody who wants to show up in a big... In a swimsuit, we're shooting because they're like literally ten-year-old children with squirt guns, and like yeah, thirty-year-olds just drinking beer and hanging out. They ran into like a fucking grocery store, and it's like everybody come out. We need you. Yeah, Pacey has his party shirt on. It's a Hawaiian shirt, I would say, more than a, a bowling shirt. Oh yeah, this is definitely uh, on the Hawaiian end of the Hawaiian shirt, bowling shirt, party shirt spectrum. Yeah, Dawson rolls up in uh, his uh, motorboat. Pacey sees him, and you know he's still pissed, but he's. A little bit happy he showed up, too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Jen and Abby, they're... Uh, drunk as fuck. Yeah. They're day drunk on half a bottle of champagne. Yeah, seriously. Like, you know, Jen... Well, Jen hasn't, you know, hasn't drank in a while, and uh, I don't know I don't know how Abby gets down. Still. Like a quarter of champagne each. They're all hyped up in the moment, you know? Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're doing that thing, that, like, you know, when you're young, you pretend to be more fucking drunk than you are because you don't realize how irritating that is. Not Jen. Jen's been partying, a, like, a long time. She's been off for a couple months, though. Yeah, man, she's out of practice. Yeah, it's like they're taking advantage of the moment. Like, Abby and Jen came to fucking party. Dawson runs into Jen, and Jen just immediately kisses her, him. Abby wagers with her that she won't kiss the next guy who comes around the corner. It wasn't that it was Dawson. It was that he was daring her, and it just, like, happened to be Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dawson's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, did you, what are you doing? What are you doing to me here? Yeah, Dawson's just like, what the fuck? What is this? What's Feels happening? off like she's one of those face squids from Alien, man. Abby's like, what the fuck, man? What's up, bro? Dawson's like, what the, what's going on here? <laughs> I came to this fucking dog party. None of this makes any sense. Why is Abby Morgan, like, all of a sudden a reoccurring character in my life? Yeah, where, where did you come from? Just trying to drive my motorboat places, guys. Yeah, but uh, we cut to the ice house after closing. Man, Jack's just fucking creeping hard already. Yeah. Nice introduction to his character. Joey's like, that's eh, not our first fight. We fight all the time, actually. But it is our first fight as a couple. And your first fight at work. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, why don't you uh, cut out and I'll close up the place. I'll be fine. It's only my first day. I don't know. How to, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to wash dishes, but I can close a restaurant. Yeah, like, there, there's like a procedure to close a restaurant. It's not just turning off the lights and like sweeping the floor. Right. Did you did you count the tills? Did you count the tills down for tomorrow? Did you make the deposit at the yeah. bank? Yeah, that would have been awesome if he just, uh, if Joey just like slammed a stack of receipts in front of him. I was like, all right, figure it out, asshole. Thanks a bunch. Also, there's like another dude working. Bodie? No, some dude who's like washing the the outside. Jimmy. Jimmy. The fuck is Jimmy? Just. Yeah, you don't know about Jimmy, who also works at the ice house? Dawson finds Pacey and is like, hey, why are you so mad, man? I mean, why is everybody mad at me today? <laughs> why is everyone so pissed <laughs> off at me? I don't uh, fucking understand. Pacey, do you think I'm a talented filmmaker? It's very important that you do. You can be mad at me if you do think that. It's fine. Honestly, I don't think Dawson really cares if Pacey thinks he's a good filmmaker. Pacey's like, you know, I failed my driver's test today. So <clears throat> <clears throat> like, yeah, man, you told me already this morning. Yeah, yeah. Why does so everyone I, keep saying the same shit over and over to me? 
It's like everybody repeats things a bunch of fucking times. I don't understand. Uh, before this, though, everybody's having a squirt gun fight. Adults, just like a bunch of like 30-year-olds having a squirt gun fight. Seems fun. Yeah, nobody knows who Pacey is. Happy birthday, Pacey, or whatever. Who, who knows? Don't know. Well, there's nothing that'll make you feel more peculiarly alone than being surrounded by a bunch of people who uh, don't know who you are. I don't know. Was his name anywhere on those flyers for the dock boat? Wharf party. Isn't it Pacey's like blowout talk party? Yeah, but they don't know what the fuck that means. I do like what, what Pacey says here about you think you know everything about me. Well, how did I get this scar? Why does my dad hate me? But he says, why do I balance between insecurity and total confidence? Pacey's got a little bit of insight here on himself. They let him get to see the script in advance. Doesn't know what peroxide does to your hair, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so and drops that was my fucking birthday dawson all right i'll fucking spell it out for you it was my goddamn birthday well dawson kind of figures it out finally and is like oh shit i f-, and he's like i fucked up yeah uh dawson has the reaction uh that joey still wants him to have every time he says you read my fucking diary yeah, and he's like, oh, man, you were trying to tell me all day, and sorry, man. You were supposed to get your license. We're going to go on this road trip together today. Like, I'm sorry I forgot. Hey, well, tomorrow. We'll do this tomorrow. It's like, hey, he didn't get his license. He can't do the road trip. Casey says it's not really about my birthday or not getting my license or not doing this road trip. Yeah. It's that, like... Nobody loves Pacey. <laughs> like, you know, I've just learned that nobody loves me. It's a, it's a lot of uh, a lot of the teenagers at Cape Side are saying these that th- these days. Yeah, like fifty percent of the uh, main characters of the show have said it more. Joey, Jen, and Pacey. Seventy-five percent of the main characters of this fucking show feel like nobody loves them, and no one does love Dawson. Dawson is like trying to uh hey what can, what can i do i'm I'm really sorry man what can i listen i get it you got joey now and our friendship just can't compare to what you two have I'm tired of being the third wheel or i'm not the third wheel type maybe we'll uh maybe you'll remember next year fucker walks away He's establishing his own scenario his own uh season arc for the story i'm not gonna be your fucking sidekick anymore maybe next year bitch that's just like well fuck well that didn't work like i, I was really sorry for this one fuck so we cut to the Leary's house. Gail is in some kind of silk lingerie, old lady kimono. Yeah, this thing is rough. Yeah, like, I, I saw this shit at Victoria's Secret. You went to every fuck store in town and this is what you came up let's with? Get some, uh, let's get some more sexy. Maybe that's the problem, Gail. You got to buy some uh, sexier things. Yeah, go to like Frederick's Hollywood or some shit. She's things already with- saying she'd been to the sexy stores and she'd maxed out her Victoria's Secrets card. Mitch is like... Listen, you know my greasy dirtbag friend who is a fisherman? I do. Well, he was telling me about this thing that him and his wife do. Right. Where, like, they don't give a fuck about monogamy. I'm listening. I'm listening. If the issue in your relationship is you're upset your wife cheated on you, I, I don't think having an open marriage is a, is a solution to that. That's just more uh, her fucking around on you. Yeah, the, that's the problem is the second you open up this relationship, the second that uh, that Gail leaves, you know where she's going. She is going to go fuck Bob. It's the path of least resistance. Uh, maybe it's not the fucking... It's the lying. Yeah, for Mitch, it's 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 the whole thing. Gail's kind of like, why do you still hang out with that guy? <laughs> God, you're one fucking friend. Listen, I, I've known people since the fourth grade, too. Doesn't make them good people. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, it didn't seem that Mitch really saw that coming from that friend, you know? And we never see him again. Listen, Mitch knows he's a little bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, Mitch is like, not You a don't fool. be friends with somebody for 30 years and not know he's a little bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, you have an idea of his <laughs> The guy has a... Uh, 
studying on. And, a, and that's some kind of weird tiny shell necklace. Yeah, it's all like it's all dog whistle shit for uh, I'm into I'm into swinging. Just so you know, you think it like means something in like swingers club code? Like, well, he's got a studded earring, which means he is totally fine if you just like peg him in front of his wife. Oh, like that's his thing? Yeah, he's a fucking cuck. Cuck. <laughs> we uh, fade into the dock. Wharf, Pier, Jetty, whatever. It's raining, and this would be my favorite musical cue in Dawson's Creek, which has now been changed to some fucking other song. Aww. <laughs> Kiss the Rain by uh, Billy Myers. Iconic scene right here. Did you watch, did you find it on YouTube to watch the clip? No. Oh, I did. Every time I watched, I watched the episode three times, and last night I made Anna watch it with me. It's like, hey, I'm gonna make You're you like, watch this. You have then- to see the original. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, on my phone, I held it up in front of us, and she's like, wow, you really care about Dawson's freaking music? I was like, um, I said, by the way, tomorrow, Brian's going to give way more of a shit about this than I'm going to. And uh, so she was kind of like, yeah, whatever, whatever song, I don't care. Yeah, she's like, they both have similar tones. I'm like, do you not, are you too young to have remembered when this song was on the radio? She's like, yeah, I have never heard this song before. All right, that makes sense then. This song has a very special uh, attachment. To, I have a very special attachment to this song. Outside Dawson's Creek, yeah. Oh, really? Well, do tell. I mean, it's not like a great story. It's just like, when I was a sophomore, I had a crush on the senior girl. Sure. And she was like super cool. She was super smart. Uh, by senior girl, do you mean she was a 65 year old? Yeah, gilfs. No, great gil- Good gilfs. Gamilfs. Yeah, great grandmas I like to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) so I had a huge crush on the senior girl, and she gave me a ride home one time, like, after something, and we're sitting in front of my house, and she had a tape deck, and she had this song on tape, like, just, like, repeated over and over and over again, but it was, like, homemade. (laughs) And so it was just this song over and over and over again. And we're like we're sitting there talking. I look at her because like I like it kind of like there's the lull of the conversation. You thought it was a sign. The song just kept playing, playing, and I'm like, look at her. She's like, I really like the song. <laughs> Good stuff. Did you kiss her? Nah, I was a senior. I was like, I might have been a freshman actually. Oh yeah, you would have had to have some chrome-plated fucking balls to like I try think that. I was a freshman and she was a senior. Yeah, yeah. So now what are you gonna do? Yeah, That's nice. That wasn't cool enough. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. So this song has a meaning beyond Dawson's Creek, but this is an iconic scene in Dawson's Creek. And unfortunately, they didn't get the rights to uh, Billy Myers' song. Yeah, it feels way better on the. Uh... I guess I'll, I'll I'll watch it after after we're done recording. Like the what? I mean, I don't uh, have like the connection to that song or anything. But so like, uh, I probably like this scene just fine. <laughs> nah, it sounds so much more like legit though. It sounds so it sounds real 90s, you know, at least. But like Anna said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like Anna doesn't care. Like it's like one of those things it's I'm like, more emotional than Anna though. No, but I, it's it's nostalgia and it's like if it's not part of your like nostalgia like it's, memories. It's not going to press that button. A, does, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to you. Right. Dawson and Joey make up here. They don't really have any words. They just no, they don't want to continue fighting. You know what's funny about this scene? They don't even kiss. They don't kiss the rain. They just kind of hold each other. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cute scene. Uh, they just kind of like understand that like that's a bunch of bullshit. Let's right. uh, continue our relationship. 
and the little little bit little bit of fake rain and F- fake as fu- fake as fuck by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like a garden hose yeah. like uh, it's like one of the a garden hose attached to like the dock like one of the water hookups of the dock yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah, or, like they jerry rigged like a shower head to it or something yeah, they're sitting on, uh, what are those things called, where you put all your shit, that we would put all our shit in? Like a, like a walker? Big bins? But yeah, those white bins that we always put our shit in. Oh, the, uh, uh Davy Jones locker. <laughs> oh, Davy Jones locker. They're sitting on Davy Jones locker. Davy Jones has a lot of locker. Dawson's like, I really fucked up today, Joey. I forgot Pacey's birthday. And Joey's like, yeah, you did fuck up. Yeah, you did. Dawson still can't shut the fuck up. He's still upset about, like, whether or not she thinks he's goddamn brilliant or not. <laughs> but what about my movie? <laughs> Joey uh, says all the right things here. She says, you know, I'm not going to let you off the hook for invading my privacy. Don't do that again. Dawson said, yeah, I understand. And she's like, I don't owe you an explanation to what I wrote. Here's one anyway. But because we're in a relationship and relationships are about compromise, and I know you'll never let this go. <laughs> <laughs> you will hold this over me until we're dead. <laughs> I use that diary to vent. So pretty much what I say in there is me at my angriest and me being mad at you. And that doesn't really reflect what I believe your ability to create movies is or how creative you are, how great you are. I've always believed in you. I think you are very talented and I am a big fan of yours. So don't get hung up on what I wrote in that diary. Uh, which is better than Dawson deserves. But I mean, it's it's ult- it, like it's ultimately a lesson about reading diaries. Like the shit you read is like it is yes, and it I've isn't been, what the person thinks. Yes, I've been claim- making that argument the entire time. Uh, no, the true but lesson saying- is if you read somebody's diary, <laughs> you can't tell them you read their diary. <laughs> you put it in your back pocket until you need yeah, it. Like Dawson's <laughs> failure was, hey, I'm going to invade this person's privacy, but I know. I can't get caught up in what I read. <laughs> and he did. We're, ba- we're back on that whether or not Brian's a sociopath uh, scheme, right? Yeah, like you, I mean, like, there's just like... No, we we, we know the answer. <laughs> there, there are rules to these things. It's like you invade somebody's <laughs> privacy, you're going to be the one they're yelling at. Like, you're going to see more wrong. It's like you're the <laughs> yeah. asshole. So you need to save that until you can use it. To cause maximum yeah, damage. Yeah, when they do something even worse, like cheat on you, and you're like... They're like, and you're like, how do you even know? Because I read it in your diary. <laughs> I read it in your diary. It's like, he's got a little dick. And where it's like, like what they can't no. pull the privacy card because what they did was worse than what you did. <laughs> it's called strategy, yeah. people. Yeah. Dawson's just, you know, young and naive and does not play the game. You don't know how to win at a relationship. And so uh, they make up, they kiss. We pan over to Jen and Abby just blowing chunks. They barfing. So uh, sexy. Yeah. They cool barfing. The, party. Uh, the worst is day drinking and hungover at night. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. It's like, it's like fucking no. 930. No. You're trying to watch Seinfeld that's, barfing. That's some amateur shit. That is. Yeah, but at, yeah. Least you're, at least you're like all good together the next day. So you only lose one day to drink. No, that means you, you did it wrong. You're supposed to continue drinking. So you don't throw up. You got power. Yeah, yeah. Power through. I don't know, man. If the, cho- if the choice is to be fresh for the next day, I'll take being hungover in the evening. All right, old man. <laughs> that is an answer of perspective. That is not a 60-year-old like 60 perspective. There is no tomorrow when you're 60. <laughs> yeah. 
living for tonight. Abby says, those two aren't going to be virgins for much longer, pointing to uh, Dawson right. and Joey because they're making out there on the uh, sitting on Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> what, she, what she means oh. is, hey, Jen, look at that. They're actually <laughs> sitting on lobster traps. <laughs> yeah. Man, I bet their butts smell. Uh, well, a lot of butts smell. They're not supposed to. Wipe your butt. Hey, Dad, smell my finger. Smells like butt. <laughs> Did your dad just come over? <laughs> and uh, Jen's like, no, they're not. They're not going to have sex. Like, they're just like brother and sister. They're like making out next to her. <laughs> she's just like, listen. Listen, man, like, shit was fucked up in New York. She's probably seen that shit before. <laughs> he, she says like he doesn't even think of her sex. It's like, Jen, you are on like season one, episode seven news. All right. Yeah. Fucking, fucking, yeah, fucking get caught up this over is here. season two, episode two, Crossroads. So you were at the Crossroads? <laughs> oh, we will see you at that. Yeah. They are full on humping yeah. mode. Yeah, they didn't even watch the Rampa Peel sausage uh, spaghetti Yeah, you didn't see the cold well. open, Jen. Yeah. yeah, Jen is uh, lying to herself, trying to lie to Happy, trying to lie to us. Trying to, li- trying to, lie, to the, lie to the audience, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, I want him back. I love him. And Abby's like, idiot. God, why? Yeah. It's so like, good. What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, no, you don't. And Jen's just like, I'm a fucking mess. And Jen, you are a fucking mess. You're not going to get Dawson back yeah. through this. Yeah, your shit yeah. together. This is, this is sad girl shit. Yeah. Don't do this shit. Yeah. And Abby's, Abby's like, hell yeah, I can do some Abby shit There's now. only room for one sad girl in Dawson's life at a time. And it is and he's making out yeah. with her right now. Yeah, yeah. Dawson Dawson doesn't have enough Dawson in him for for two sad girls. Yeah. So Jen and Abby uh, are turning into a little uh, Lucy and Ethel here, and they're gonna scheme <laughs> to break up uh, Dawson and Joey somehow. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like, like I like that scene because it's like so promising of what's to come. I mean, you, at some point in, like, I remember the detention episode in the last season, uh, Brian's like, I think Abby Morgan's my favorite character. <laughs> She's an agent of chaos, and I, I'm, I'm really excited for that. They got, and Jen has this, like, little smirk on her face as the scene cuts away. Yeah, well, it's like, to yeah, what Sean just said is just like, if you look at Abby Morgan's character that way, yeah, this is almost like a fun scene because, like, she gets that fucking look in her, like, Thou hast unleashed Abby Morgan. You've given her a mission. Right, but I just... And it's to fuck some shit up. I hate up. that it's, it also, like, deals with Jen, though, and it makes Jen sure. bad. No, yeah, Jen looks... Jen sucks Yeah, now. Jen's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna break these two up. It's like, yeah, no, like, if if you take some ironic distance, it's a fun scene, but, like, it actually, like, being invested in the characters yeah. and how they feel and stuff. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, Jen sucks. Like, Jen just feels shitty. Like, like, yeah, she's going to be shitty on purpose. Like, she's so much better than this. And yeah, with her background and everything she's been through, I just don't feel like she would go through this. She's in, it's she's in, she's in a vulnerable state and uh, uh, pushed pushed towards sociopathy, uh, sociopathy by. Uh, the Joker. Well, it's like it's like you said in like the last season of the last episode, Brian, where you said, you know, it sucks to only have one friend, and like now she doesn't have that anymore. So it's like, well, here's my here's here's my well, new friend. Only friend is Abby Morgan. So we cut to uh, Pacey, poor sad sad Pacey, hanging out on some dude's boat that's for sale after his best birthday ever. <laughs> Andy shows up. 
she gives him a gift, a wrapped gift. And she's like, he's, he's like, how did you know? And he's, she's like, I, I uh, followed you and Dawson and I listened to what you guys were talking about. <laughs> and I'm I, not weird at and all. I overheard your conversation. Uh, I forgot that you said that. Yeah. And I had a, a gift already wrapped in my car that I was going to give to my brother. But fuck him. He's got a job. Now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she gives him a little gift. Pacey opens it. It's a uh, magic eight ball. So random. Pacey's kind of stoked. He, like, he smiles when he opens it up. He's like, sweet. I got a present. Wait. One thing is, uh, so he asked it a couple of questions, and one of the answers is cannot predict now. It's like, you couldn't fit that on uh, the little thing in a magic no, that was well, that's, that's that, the thing yeah, on the that, that is one of the things. I thought it was like, try later. No, no, there is one, like, cannot predict. There's a couple pre- of yeah, those. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. A-Balls are fucking teases like that. All right, fair enough. It's been a while since I've seen a magic eight ball, so, you know. Well, after he, he sees that, he hands it to Andy and says, your turn, Andy. Is a bit of a klutz that drops it in the water. <laughs> yeah, little fu- little fucking fumble fingers. Fuck you, Pacey. Uh, yeah. And she's like, "I've always been a klutz. I'm sorry." And uh, I'm offended by the chopsticks in her hair. <laughs> really? Not really, but just like eh, it's so nineties. <laughs> it's very nineties. Yeah. I had a girlfriend who had those. Yeah, uh, she was uh, a racist. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me just uh, take something part of your culture and use it as a uh, instrument for my hair. Yeah, well, whatever, man. You see, fu- you see, fucking Asian girls walking around all the time with forks in their hair. <laughs> it's like turnabout's fair play. Uh, he says everybody changes except for me, and that um, he wanted to be Pacey Witter, the guy who throws the good party, but he's still just Pacey Witter, the guy who's failed biology, but he's a year right. older. Right, just stupid Pacey, <laughs> just just a big dumb dummy, dumb 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 dumb. And Eddie says, "Maybe you're just Pacey, the guy who's trying to figure, still figure it out." And he's like, "We're deep." Which is the most enlightened thing anyone has said on the show so far. Uh, I don't yeah, know about that, but, but uh, uh, on, nice. Pacey's like, "We're deep." <laughs> <laughs> so even Pacey doesn't think it's that deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go to one asshole. <laughs> right? Yeah, the little Pacey undercut at the end of it. Uh, like, I, I would just be repeating myself, but uh, I liked this scene, too. Joey and Dawson making out, and Dawson's like, can you, you know, walk yourself home? Joey's, like, slightly offended at first, and she's like, listen, I gotta... I, listen, would you mind fucking off? <laughs> yeah, I go deal with this Pacey thing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, all right. She should have been like, no, I don't care about <laughs> Pacey, do it tomorrow. <laughs> So Jen's at home. She's sad, sad Jen. Just, just sad and just being sad next door. She doesn't even recognize herself in the mirror. Some weird song playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, that's what a mess looks like. Yeah. She looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pacey Dawson cleaning up after the party. Have you ever worn a trash bag to prevent the Guardians of the Rain? Uh, it, well, no. uh, we live in California. It never rains so hard that. I can't run into a building or something. What if you got to do something? You got to function in the rain. I never had to do that. <laughs> so the answer is no. In California, okay, yeah. when, it, when it rains, uh, everything stops. And, uh, you know, Dawson's like trying to explain himself and Pace is like, uh, whatever, man. I get it. I'm sorry. I, I accept your apology. Right. Finally, someone's apologizing to me. <laughs> you know, I'm just a little <laughs> sad, you know, that, yeah, you going out with Joey does mean things about us are going to change. 
Yeah. Well, it seems really whiny from Pacey's point of view. Yeah. But it's like, it is understandable. Right. He's he, Well, he's, he's, he's more of a third wheel than he wants to admit. Yeah. But it, it's like, it's a vulnerable thing to say, like... Yeah. I'm sure dudes think that that shit all the time, but don't say it. Yeah, and they they, they like look at each other for a second. They're like, "Man, are we having a moment?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's go." <laughs> yeah, and uh, this would be John's favorite musical cue. Good God, I was so <laughs> mad about this. And then when I could not find the same clip of it or a clip on YouTube, like I found of the Kiss the Rain moment, you made one. I was even more sad. I fucking, I got, I'm, I'm gonna go dig some more. So uh, what's what, orig- what is this it? originally? So John, you get, uh, you talk about it. Yeah, yeah give I'm it, give it to John. Um, so originally, this, when the music starts playing here and these two start taking off, you know, rebounded, re- rebonded by their uh, apologies. Uh, it's a uh, save tonight by the Eagle Eye Cherry that uh, plays here. Uh, it's Fight so to break good. it on. Come tomorrow because wow. tomorrow we'll be gone. Save tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on the it's on the same spectrum for me as that fucking Edward McCain song. Did you really? Did you tell Anna this? And was she like also? I don't. I don't know that song. Uh, she did know that oh. song though. I mean, yeah. She's, and then she was I, like um, Eagle Eye Cherry. What is he? Fucking Native American or something? So um, I've been. What I Native American this, ice cream. Full disclosure, um, when I told her that, I had been drinking a little bit. Sure. I said, I can't fucking find the song. I'm like, but hand me that guitar. I'm going to play this song oh, for you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. God damn it. I love that. And uh, she was like, don't ever do that again to me. Uh, I'm going to throw this thing out the fucking window. She really seemed to enjoy the moment, actually, which is nice yeah. for me because, you know. It's adorable. <laughs> I'm a very lucky man. So she did know the song. <laughs> yeah. She knew it after that. <laughs> Never forget did that you play shit. The whole thing? No, because it turns oh. out like um I haven't actively played guitar in like a decade. Sure. So uh playing guitar and then trying to sing at the same time is not one of my strong suits. Got it. Not to mention if you're too drunk to look for the song. I know how to play uh, it. I can't find a fucking song. Give <laughs> me my guitar. No, no, I looked extensively and it was not it was not I've been looking for a couple of days. I've been ready to talk about this for a, a little bit now. It's it's like when Lil Wayne used to like try to play guitar. Hand me my motherfucking guitar. Did not go well. So yeah, so this this that song has been replaced by some other fucking song. Don't even care what it is. It doesn't get a name. <laughs> this is this song's fault. So I give it no uh, give it no credit. Yeah. So. Uh... Uh, they uh, motorboat off into the sun or sunset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, another yeah, great really episode good. for season two. I watched it so many times. So good. Yeah, was, like at the be- at the beginning of the first season, like I, you know, I was interested in the first two episodes, and uh, it was kind of a feeling of like, okay, okay. This you know this is something something I maybe get into like this one two punch of episodes one and two for season two like I'm in yeah but it's also after a year of spending time with these characters and yeah of course of course yeah, they're your friends now it's done so much better oh, I don't in the like season, any of them. you don't like any of them <laughs> no I'm kidding like every like the plot is being moved forward in every scene like so well you know and then there are char- there are episodes there are like arcs that kind of really picked up well. Uh, everything that Pacey does now is being complimented by Andy, who is like, uh, you know, quite interesting. As far as every time before when we had to look at Pacey's character, it was like, 
tomorrow. Yes, I'm a man. It's like, ugh. That two minutes has turned into nine, and this episode feels like it's an hour and 45 minutes long now. Right. Yeah. So overall, the Dawson dudes give this an A+. Plus. I flew. Did you just say I flew? <laughs> I flew. I flew, yes. Like in French. Uh, yeah, I, I give it a straight up A. Hey, A's all around. Uh, let's, uh, Chris, why don't you pimp our Twitter? Yeah, um, if you would like to talk to us, please talk to us uh, via Twitter. It's at the Dawson Dudes, and if you'd like to email us, uh, you got longer form stuff. If you want to compliment, or especially if you're mad, I would love to read uh, stuff you're mad about. It's feedback at uh, DawsonDudes.com. If you haven't yet, uh, it would be really helpful if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That would help people find us and keep us motivated to create more content. Although, we're, I mean, we are motivated, but yeah. we could be, mo- could could be, be more. more motivated. <laughs> <laughs> or li- like literal suggestions. I'm open uh, I'm open to like suggestions uh, just like for the show in general. Um, or for his life in general, too. He's pretty yeah, willing to I, go I with could- that kind of shit. I'm a, yeah, I'm in a real uh a real stasis right now. So if you've got if you've got advice, I'll take that too. This is just a guy still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like you get to a certain point and you're just like, I'm bad at figuring stuff out. <laughs> oh, I feel that, I feel that way all the time. So that's it. Well, uh, join us next week for episode 2 or sorry, episode season three. 2, episode 3. It's called something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was it's about to be something. like impressed. Like you looked uh, at you looked it up in advance. It's called alternative lifestyles. Ooh, that's it. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm John. And we're the Dawson dudes. Loving you, buddy. Later. Out. Go on and close the curtains. Cause all we need is candlelight. You and me and the bottle of wine. Gonna hold you tonight. Well, we know I'm going away And how I wish I wish it weren't so So take this wine And drink with